morning, Golden Dale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another terrific Tuesday. Today is the 14th day of March 2023, Torch Report 323, talking about the left's obsession with censorship, understanding why Democrats are exploiting the banking crisis to further advance the state-sanctioned censorship. But before we get into all of that, friends, I just have to take a moment to brag a little bit because I was right. I was right. Neener, neener, neener. Now, uh, <clears throat> yesterday I got it. You know, it was Monday. So we're talking about, is it going to be a global bank run? All the big hype and the hubbub. And for some reason, you know, <laughs> People didn't like what I had to say about it, I guess. I don't know. You know, in the face of impending financial doom, while everybody was freaking out about making a, a run on the banks, you know, the banking system was going to collapse and all that kind of stuff. I simply said, stay calm and carry on. Take a deep breath. You know what I mean? My hunch was that this was all a distraction. And again, I was right. Still, <laughs> that said, friends, I didn't get much love for trying to defuse the rising panic. It always blows me away when, uh, it's like when I was talking about how the uh, the WEF and the Club of Rome and, and their depopulation agenda, the eugenics and all that, nobody really cared about that, even though to me, it, you know, the direct correlation between that and the globalist agenda trying to depopulate the earth, that was a big deal. Similarly here, uh, this is all a distraction. There were other things going on. We didn't need to be freaking out, uh, fretting over making a run on the bank, but people didn't really care about that. All right, fair enough. You know, yesterday I pointed out that fear spreads faster than facts, which, of course, we know. Uh, and I presented relevant facts about why it was a distraction, but that didn't seem to make much of a dent in the uh, collective impulse for emotional reaction. And I accept that. You know, I accept that this is human nature. Uh, ultimately, my impact as a as a mere ignorant peasant, you know, my reach, my impact, they're dwarfed by the immense mental weight of media inundation, just a relentless inundation of propaganda. But I, 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 you know, I still find it fascinating, friends, that more of the audience wasn't comforted by my logical analysis. Hey, stay calm, carry on. This is just a distraction. Uh, I thought that would be words of assurance. You know, this is that we are uh, moving toward digital currency. There are things in play, but this isn't that final move. At any rate, friends, just to demonstrate that I was not alone in seeing through the smoke and mirrors, I want to share a little screenshot here from the comments section over at Zero Hedge. Great article there that was showing all kinds of charts, uh, everything that, you know, the, 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 the astute financial analysts look at. And it was talking about the, uh, you know, the big trouble in the little banks and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, links there. But there was this comment that was, you know, just laid bare the truth. And it's talking about why Silicon Valley Bank is coming to light now. And it talks about, you know, large European institutions dumping U.S. assets assets in retaliation to the Nord Stream sabotage. Talking about Ukraine losing the war, you know, Putin being strong and how the West is all woke and they never even contemplate these possibilities. And it goes on and on. But it, it, I think it's it's telling that, those who are looking and paying attention, looking at this and going, wait a second, you know, this is just an opportunity for the big banks to gobble up the little banks. And all it really is, is a consolidation of power and control. And friends, if you're, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know that you have to go to the torch report, the torch report.com to get all the goodies, including this, uh, this screenshot here, but it's an interesting take and it brings up some good points. 
about the riff in NATO, you know, should we send F-16s to Ukraine or not? You know, the truth about the Ukrainians getting stomped by Russia, the retaliation for the Nord Stream pipeline, the Baltic Sea bombing, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I think the key takeaway really is the read on the media. The the author of the comment talks about when, when the propaganda apparatus is out in force with this kind of consistency, something is up. Something is always up. You know, when the propaganda is operating in concert, something is up always. That, that's we should just know that that should be our default um, setting mentally like, uh, OK, everybody's, you know, drumming the same drum and, and, and pushing the same propaganda. Something's going on here now. Like I said yesterday, all of this hype about a potential banking collapse really only served to consolidate power and control. Obviously, other people out there see that. The big banks are going to buy up the little banks. You know, the major players are scheming to scrape the cream off the top of yet another public psyop. It's happening. You know, it's happening. Even Tucker Carlson was keen to see through this shitstorm and see it for what it is, he says. And I quote, you have to ask yourself, what? are they going to do this time? Well, we know we're about to see bank consolidation, big banks eating little banks, and that means less competition. More consolidation means more government control. So what are they going to do with that control? Well, all things being considered, says Tucker Carlson, if people don't start making a lot of noise and exerting an awful lot of pressure, it'll mean digital currency, a currency that politicians control. You think that's not coming? Of course it's coming. Period. End quote. Digital currency is coming. Just like I was talking about yesterday, I've been talking about for over a year now. You know, you got to see the globalist scheme here. They're working this incrementally. And this little, you know, little hiccup, this this whole issue with SVB, like I said, it's meant to soften the mind. It's just, you know, it's spooking the herd a little bit. And there's no doubt about the digital currency coming. There's no doubt about the politicians controlling it and using that to, you know, control us all. Really, the inescapable socialist surveillance state. It's it's very contingent upon the digital economy. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And though we are currently perilously close as predicted, you know, this predict this particular event wasn't it. You know, we're very very close. You know, 2023, they're going to have the Fed Now program, instant digital transactions. You know, the UK is going digital by 2027. It's all loose, you know, but this wasn't it. It did serve to spook the herd, but this wasn't it. It did serve to soften up the public psyche just as people were starting to get comfortable with life in the spring of 2023. Hey, it's days are getting longer. It's getting a little bit warmer. Woohoo, it's going to be a good year. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're the run of the banks, you know? So you see, how it served to distract the masses. It served to soften up the masses. It hooked the masses' minds, okay? And, of course, it distracted the masses from all the other shady shenanigans that they don't want to come to light. Like, you know, the big bankers being in bed with Jeffrey Epstein and his, you know, sex trafficking and all that crap. You know, there's dark and sinister stuff going on, and they don't want all of that to come to light. Now, beyond all the bank-run hype, you know, uh, beyond that, you know, all this bank run hype served as an opportunity for all of that creepy sentinel surveillance and social listening, all those tools of what they weaponized AI. You know, that was 
I'm sure, deployed in full force. We will never know, but I guarantee you as happening. And they were using the Sentinel surveillance and the social listening tools to scour public sentiment and analyze public discourse and give the globalists the data that they need to better predict public reaction for the big event when it actually happens. Does that make sense? So they, they prod the herd, they spook the herd, everybody reacts, oh my gosh, she's right on the bank! And they've got the Sentinel surveillance, the social listening tools, it's all weaponized AI, gathering up, vacuuming up massive amounts of data, and now they can use the algorithmic social interventions to control emerging public perceptions in the next propaganda campaign. Friends, this is stuff that we've studied, we've looked at in depth. And if you're not familiar with it, I, I, I encourage you to click the links and get up to speed there because this is how they're manipulating the masses in real time. And it's, it's very scary if you think about it. You know, they're, they're going to continue to nudge and shape the collective perspective using these tools by feeding them. You know, they collect the data and then they can cultivate a narrative in their native language. And they can use the terms gathered through the data collection, and they can feed it through the weaponized AI algorithms. You know, these algorithms are trained in behavioral psychology. They're trained in military psyops. They're trained in the science of persuasion. And they're using this against the unsuspecting masses. And if people don't realize that they're being manipulated, how much, you know, I, I mean, what, what's the chances of being able to resist that? Anyway, this is all happening right now. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And as I've said, I'm sure you know, I don't, you know, I, friends, I have an immense respect for your intelligence, uh, for your, for your, you know, your ability to see through the fluff and, and see it like it is. And I appreciate you being willing to, to listen to my perspective. Uh, again, the torch report, the truth you can trust because I, not because I ask you to trust my perspective or, or take my word for anything, but because I put the research out there for you to develop your own informed perspective. And I have an immense Respect for anybody and everybody who takes the time to develop their own informed perspective. That's what we need, more critical thinking, more individuals figuring it out for themselves. And, you know, I could be wrong at any point in time. I could be deceived, you know, locked up in the house of mirrors in my own mind at any given time. I have to face that reality. We all do. But by talking about these things, uh, we can help you know, each other keep our heads above water, so to speak, or out of the, out of the, <clears throat> I don't know, the deluge of propaganda. Anyway, this is all happening. The weaponized AI controlling the narrative, conditioning the masses. It's been happening for years and the public is none the wiser. Add to this fact that the deep state and big tech have been colluding to censor dissenting opinions. Again, for years they've been doing this. And you can begin to see just how truly powerful and prolific this public manipulation has become. It's, it's shocking. It's scary. And then of course, you know, I'm, you know, we're focusing over here on this side of the story. There's the other side of the story too, as reported by CNN. And we need to understand this is what a lot of the uh, low information voters, you know, those who are, are just going to sit down and, and listen to CNN. Anyway, this is what they're getting quote from CNN quote, the experts say America's banks are healthy. There are no solvency problems, says the former FDIC chair, Sheila Bear. You know, there is no systemic banking issue, says the former Treasury Secretary, Larry Summers. You know, Silicon Valley banks collapse won't cause a recession, said Mark Zandi, the chief economist of Moody Analytics. So what is causing the problems for America's banks? I don't know. And CNN provides the answer. 
Fear. What's causing the problems for America's banks? Question mark. Fear. Period. End quote. So, as with all good lies, friends, there's a shred of truth woven woven throughout that you know little excerpt there from CNN. You. You see, according to the narrative, the only problem with the American banking system is fear. Everything else is just fine. You know, banks are healthy, no systemic banking issues, no recession. No, 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 none of that. You know, the only problem is fear. Now, when they say that everything else is just fine, that's a lie. But it is the fear that the powers that be fear most, which, quite ironically, uh, is, you know, it's the fear that they purposely exploit, but they, they fear that fear because, 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 because fear is an unruly beast. You see, they can't necessarily control the fear, but they feel like they have to control the fear so that they don't have to fear it. (laughs) It's, It's mental gymnastics there, circular thinking, uh, but that's why Democrats were using all this hysteria around the Silicon Valley Bank to demand the government censor social media to prevent a run on the banks. I kid you not. Link there in the torch report today, friends. Uh, a Senator Mark Kelly called for social media censorship to prevent bank runs. The Democrats are demanding even more censorship in a widening social media panic. Friends. I mean, it's almost predictable. It's, it should ex- be expected that the Democrats are going to be demanding for more censorship of free speech. We've got to censor social media. That way there's not a run on the banks. But let me ask you, can you blame them? You know, I mean, they use censorship to control the COVID narrative. In that case, they kept people scared so they would comply with the egregious violations of basic human rights and take an experimental clot shot that they were told was safe and effective. You know, they used censorship similarly to usurp the will of the American people in the last election cycle, you know, keeping them scared of the orange man bad and the threats to democracy and all of that. And that allowed them to install a sock puppet in the Oval Office. So can you blame them? You know, the point is their censorship has worked so damn good. It's it's wonderful, this new power they can have to censor public discourse. Why stop now? They can use censorship to keep everybody safe from everything all the time. Now, as I mentioned in Torch Report 283, that which shall not be said, which is that there are, you know, a shocking number of people falling over dead. Anyway, uh, in that report, I mentioned that the global elites believe they have a moral imperative to impose their will upon the rest of us. That's why they spend so much time discussing the clear and present danger of disinformation. That was one of the topics they talked about in Davos. That's why the WHO, the WHO, the World Health Organization is hell-bent on immunizing humanity against misinformation. Friends, all of this is nothing less than manipulating public perception. And while it's timeless in a certain sense, the, the new 21st century tech that's being infused with this desire to manipulate public perception is where we have great big problems. And this is just to quote the title 
I don't know if you, if you recall me introducing you to Dr. Juiced Merlu, but Dr. Merlu's Compendium on Psychological Warfare. The title of that was The Rape of the Mind. And all of this manipulation of public perception is, in fact, nothing less than the rape of the mind. It is a gross violation of individuals' mental sovereignty. Okay? We discussed this in uh, 305, Torture Report 305, What's Wrong? You're Not Shocked. Um, Hmm, excuse me. Just to refresh, I want to share a couple of sections of the book that I feel like are highly relevant to today. Quoting from The Rape of the Mind, quote, can man resist a government bent on conditioning him? What can the individual do to protect his mental integrity against the power of a forceful collectivity? Is it possible to do away with every vestige of inner resistance? End quote. Very, very uh, disturbing, disconcerting questions. And I'll tell you what, the science that's laid out there in the rape of the mind on uh, psychological warfare, menticide, etc., it, pre it pre presents a very disturbing reality. And ultimately, the passage there, it points to the fact that we are hackable animals. They can hack our minds. Just like they've proclaimed, you know, human beings are hackable animals, uh, but it also casts light on the solution, which is the vestige of inner resistance that is rooted in our spiritual being. Yes, we are hackable animals. And you know what? We could talk about how to biohack our own happiness, but we are certainly not soulless hackable animals. And that's what you've all Noah Harari said to the WEF. You know, humanity is a bunch of soulless hackable animals. We got to get over this idea we have a mysterious soul. No, no, friends. We are very much spiritual beings, and we do have mysterious souls. And it's that mysterious soul that they are making every effort to eradicate by domesticating the masses and convincing them otherwise. The rape of the mind goes on to issue the following warning. Quote, political conditioning should not be confused with training or persuasion or even indoctrination. It is more than that. It is tampering. It is taking possession of both the simplest and the most complicated nervous patterns of man. It is the battle for the possession of the nerve cells. Speech manifestations represent conditioned reflex functions of the human brain. In a simpler way, we may say, he who dictates and formulates the words and the phrases we use, he who is master of the press and radio is master of the mind, period, end quote. Friends, if there was any question as to why state, cens state censorship is such an existential threat to humanity, that passage makes it pretty clear. The media masters are the masters of the minds, the public minds, and... They are taking control at the biological level, at the neural synaptic level. In other words, they, you know, this conditioned reflex functions, to quote Merlou there, you know, it's kind of scientific jargon. This guy's a PhD, you know, he's writing for other doctors. Uh, but we just witnessed this conditioned reflex function. That's what the whole thing with the bank runs is about. And it's easily controlled by the words and the phrases pumped into our brain. So the words and the phrases pumped into our brain through the relentless propaganda give rise to conditioned reflex functions and thus the media masters control us at the cellular level. Holy smokes, friends. Holy smokes. Political conditioning, such as 
the communist mind control techniques that we've, you know, discussed. We've studied that. You know, it's currently being deployed at the global level. The commies are taking over the world. You know, that this is tampering with humanity. They are rewiring the collective circuitry to accept servitude and enslavement for the sake of the greater good. You know, more specifically, relative to censorship, you know, the sheep, friends, the sheep are being trained to trust the narrative, no matter how insane it becomes. And as you as you look and you see how insane the narrative has become and the fact that people still believe it, keep in mind that the narrative is not looking good for the far-right-wing extremists and domestic terrorist MAGA types, okay? The narrative is going to ultimately uh, see those folks in re-education camps, I suspect. But to the conditioned mind, anything other than the narrative becomes a suspicious threat, dangerous disinformation. It becomes a threat to democracy to think different to the narrative. And at this point, friends, the rape of the mind is, is nearly complete. All that's left is for the masters to capitalize by pillaging, pilfering, and profiting off the unsuspecting public, who, despite the illusion of still being free citizens, have become, in fact, captive servants to the totalitarian state, friends. They have been enslaved in their own minds. In this day and age, we are more susceptible to that than ever before. All of us are susceptible to that, by the way. You know, that's why I say resist, we must, you know, never let that vestige of inner resistance, that inner flame of freedom, that flicker of liberty that pulsates within each breath. Never let it die out, friends. Give me liberty or give me death. If your spirit yearns to live free, if these words resonate with your soul, then you have work to do. Your freedom, your mind, your country, your community, your family, and the very spirit within you are all under attack. A run on the bank. Friends should be the least of your concerns. You need to prepare to defend yourself physically, mentally, and even spiritually. You need to secure your foxhole and then start thinking offense. There are a lot of scared and confused people out there, friends. These are tumultuous times. They, these, these scared and confused people can be either enemies or our allies. But strategically speaking, I believe now is the time to recruit as many allies as possible. Uh, and it seems like this state censorship. This provides the opportunity. Can't we come together and say, geez, we don't really want the state to censor free speech. Can't we get people from the left and the right to talk about that? Friends, what we are up against right now, it's more than, it, it's really not even a matter of left versus right. It's dark versus light. And the dark side is winning. Darkness seeks control and mental enslavement, and the light seeks to set people free. Friends, we need to be the light, and that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website or on the Substack app and click that heart. And give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Consider supporting this publication by joining the Patriot Club. And, of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again again soon.